0: Basically what we wanted to accomplish from the beginning of this company is we wanted to build a rifle that had ventrest accuracy but still had field reliability. Usually you have to compromise accuracy to get field reliability or vice versa. So basically we came up with our ATAS system or axial trajectory alignment system, basically making everything perfectly aligned with the bore of the barrel. And then we have our asymmetric receiver design system. Which basically allows loose tolerances when you're cycling the bolt and very tight tolerances when it's locked up and ready to go. So we basically have benchrest accuracy, but it's very reliable clearing dirt, mud, and grime in the field. And all of that technology is built into all of our rifles. And the Mountain Shadow is just another platform that we use that technology to its full potential.
1: My God, I can't wait to get back on the mountain somewhere, and my whole life is centered around. It. I don't, I don't know if I, you know, if I, if I even care to ever deer hunt, you know, elk hunt again. I mean, I, they're great. I don't want to take anything away from that, but there's just something, there's something you can't cheat a sheep hunt.
2: Hey, listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord aero Rest, the bow hunter's number one followaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment, and their patented,
1: Spazzy. I think his
2: handle. Do you know what Drew just called you? Put your headset on. You know what Drew just called you? <laughs> it's your it's your hashtag handle on Instagram.
0: Spazzy. <laughs> oh, that's what Rachel did. Here comes Spazzy. <laughs> you see him, and now you don't. We, we actually came up with a different uh, oh, handle yeah. for your blog oh,
1: what is a die hammer?
0: <laughs> oh, we're going to we're going to kill Drew today. <laughs> we're going to
1: kill Drew today. <laughs> is there a height requirement to be on this podcast?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you get of you get off here. <laughs>
1: So we
2: are here in Reno at the Sheep Show 2019, uh, the last day of the Sheep Show. It's been uh, a really good show as usual. Um, It's good to see old friends, good to see new friends, make new friends, meet outfitters. And uh, we're back here with a friend of the podcast we actually spoke with last year, uh, Axial Precision. Both Drew Foster and Kurt Bogger are here with us here uh, at their booth uh, at uh, the Sheep Show. And I want to welcome them back uh, to the R&A Outdoors podcast. Welcome, Kurt and Drew. Thank you. Thank you always good to see you brother i know i know then what better venue to do it at oh the sheep show, yeah. sheep show.
1: I, uh, the only thing that could have made it better is if i had won that life number hunt this morning so yeah well yeah or last yeah. night at the one percent club had someone Sad. i knew or maybe me want to hunt there i will not go to the one percent club just out of spite from what happened to me last year and i know so yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that <laughs> you
2: have to hunt more than three days to kill a sheep oh my god yeah, we won't go into that though. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I you know this show to me has always been one that when I think about. When you get a bunch of actual extreme mountaineering hunters in one room, I mean, this is the show where you do it at, right? I mean, this is this type of hunting is not for the faint of heart. Kurt, as you know, you've done it. I've been on a sheep hunt. I've never done one for myself, but um, you know, these guys are hunters, and uh, that's why I enjoy being here because it's it's a, it's a family, right? It's a tight knit family yeah. of, of of
1: hunters. So it's it's it, good. To uh, be here. It's a different mindset. It's a you know, it's I've done a lot of stuff in my life, and I got to tell you that. Uh, overwhelming was a feeling, you know. I mean, God, fear, overwhelm, pressure. You've got this tag that if you pull the trigger, you never draw again, which can prevent you from pulling the trigger. Sure. And uh, you know, I got young kids. I got my daughter here with me today, and I uh, got young kids. But just the stuff that goes through your head, you know. Uh, and you get up there, and you're like, my God, I'm never going to do this again. And then, you know the moment you get home i remember writing a note to myself i took notes the whole time i wrote a note journaled your, your yeah heart. that's and cool it, it was i have a decision to make whether i'll ever do this again or not i'm either in or i'm out and uh you know a friend of mine used to always tell me he says you're going to make a decision bauer whether you're in or you're out and you'll know when you know yeah and uh it was just crazy it, it, because he, you know he said that and then uh you know, few few weeks, uh, months later you're faced it with it and then now it's like, My God, I can't wait to get back on the mountain somewhere and my whole life is centered around it. I don't I don't know if I'll you know if I if I even care to ever deer hunt or, you know, Elk Hunt again. I sure. mean they're great. I don't want to take anything away from that. But there's just something there's something you can't cheat a sheep hunt. Yeah, it's a magical thing to it do. Is. Is, is you to can't cheat cheat a sheep hunt. Yeah, and uh, to anybody that goes out and, and gets after it on public land, um, friend of mine Brendan Burns. I mean, the, the amount of animals that guy has killed backcountry public lands. You, the animals you kill, it's it's incredible. I give hats off to anybody that does that. You know, the sheep guides. My God, the sheep guys. You know, we talked about going on a few hunts a lifetime. Those guys go insane. They've killed hundreds of sheep in their life, yeah. right? or been a part of yeah. hundreds of kills yeah, of sheep. Exactly. Yeah. But what they have to go through, because not only do they got to go through it for themselves, they got to carry somebody through it mentally yeah. that's never done it before. before. Keep them positive, yeah, keep them pumped keep, yeah. up.
2: Yep that's the hard. that can be some of the hardest parts sometimes i mean as we all know you get some of these tags and if you've got friends there i think part of their role is to keep you positive right keep you energized yeah. to keep you you go and you miss a shot or you you get close on an animal and you and it, and it doesn't happen and you go back to camp and you're frustrated i mean that's part of why you have your friends well, there is yeah. to help build you up right biggest
1: mistake i made this year two big mistakes one not doing my uh, enough of my own scouting and uh and two, not having a friend with me. Uh, at the last minute, I, I told the guy that was going to go with me, I said, "Nah." I said, you know, the outfitter's really not wanting anybody else to go. We have a certain pocket we're going to, and that was a that was a bad – I should have had somebody there, sure. Should have yeah. had somebody for, for a lot of reasons because we got uh, – we actually got in on a spot. We had a, a toad of a ram spotted. We had about a 189 ram spotted and couldn't get in on him. But as soon as we – thought we were going to be in on them and we were going to go and we're going to kill this ram i mean at one point brian looks back here because we're going to kill him in just a couple hours and the first thing i thought of is i have no one here to enjoy it with me yeah
2: as weird as that sounds right yeah and sometimes the thrill of being by yourself i mean there's a lot of people like to solo hunt but i like to share that experience with other people right because pictures video can only do so
1: much versus being there in the moment when that happens so but everybody should get in, get into the mountains solo, well, at least once. In, even if you're not hunting, we just go back doing pictures. I give yeah. credit to those guys too. I mean, yeah. get get back, and get after it. But so to, today, you know, we we introduced the mountain shadow. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk win, about on Wednesday. And uh, this is a project that I've been working on for about five years. And uh, we, it's it's through the culmination of a, uh, just gathering a lot of data, working with a lot of guides, uh, a lot of. Yeah prolific sheep guides uh, guys that just get after it and kill sheep every year a lot of sheep hunters take it information and data from them and we had some specific goals with the rifle Um, the the goal of the rifle the rifle was it had to be sub seven and a half pounds scoped and loaded that's
0: incredible yeah yeah seven pounds took a lot of effort a lot of effort to be able to get down to that weight yeah and basically what it turned into is we had to design the rifle around the cartridge Yep. And so wow. another,
1: another goal was we, we wanted to have at least uh, at least 1,600 feet a second at 1,000 yards. And there's some, you know, most sheep hunters- Three pounds of energy. Most sheep hunters will never shoot past, you know, when, when we were doing all the research, the guys were telling us 400 yards, 500 yards max, and a couple of the Marco Polo guys said 750 if they got a real clear, you know, sometimes that's all you get, right? Sure. And, um, the, but the other thing was, one rifle uh, in really one cartridge for any continent. It's like I'm gonna. This is my sheep rifle. Um, so that was one of the goals. It had to shoot half minute MOA. Okay. Um, uh, half MOA. That that was an absolute absolute must. It had to be able to get in and out of a, a float plane. And it's funny because the original sketch I have of the booth, uh, and this booth was already done, but the original sketch I had around the booth for the Mountain Shadow has a float plane, a mountain in it, and a horse because it has to be able to get in and out of a pack. And yesterday, the guys that were with uh, the guys at QU getting it in and out of packs, and, you know, the first thing that they said was, wow, this is light. This thing fits, you know. And uh, we've got some other packs here today that that they've been wanting to to show off here of how the gun fits in and out of a pack. But, again, so it had to be in and out of a pack, in and out of a horse scabbard. Uh, In and out of a float plane, in and out of a raft, anything you're going to find yourself in a weird position. You know, a lot of guys are shooting uh, these big uh, semi-tactical, 100% vertical pistol grip stocks, um, and they're they're wonderful. I mean, I I own a Manners EH1. It's a beautiful stock for what it's designed for. But you can hardly get it in and out of a horse scabbard. Sure, yeah, it's
2: it's not designed for that.
1: No, and then uh, the other big piece is when you do have one in a backpack, is having the barrel stick up three feet above your head or two. You know, I'm short. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm vertically challenged. So, we all are. Yeah, I. I uh, <laughs> except Drew. Sorry, Drew. Except uh, I. You know, so that was another another thing is it had to be able to fit that. So you start looking at man, I got to be in and out of a pack. I got to be you know less than seven and a half pounds scoped and loaded, um, and then thin. The, the big one is, I got to do half MOA, right? So, as we started putting those goals together, uh, I had watched a, a video on the A10 Warthog, and it's the first airplane, military airplane in the world designed around its its uh, weapon system. Weapon system. So the idea came up that we're going to design a rifle around a cartridge, and as that developed, we started running into this new powder that we we found, and uh, we started running into this 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 propellant, it, and it's like, wow! This is going to change everything that we're doing. We're going we're gonna to go back to the drawing board. And uh, Brian Litz and uh, Jeff Rosevich uh, really were pushing the envelope of heavy for caliber bullets. And about the time we're really working on this. Uh, Jeff Rosevich comes out about three years ago and uh, shoots 76 bull elk or, or 74 elk in a, in a year on his ranch. Uh, his clients did all with a 300 Winchester mag with a 215 grain burger bullet. It wasn't going skyrocket fast, sure. but it was killing stuff at a thousand yards. If you can kill an elk at a thousand yards. You can kill a sheep at any distance. Sure. Right? These are one shot, dead in their trap skills. Photo, video. I said, this works. We're on the right track. And worked back and forth with Brozovich. And uh, we started with a 300 short mag and a 215 bullet. And so, about that time, at about that time, as we're, we're working through that, We uh, started working with this repellent. We started with a 26 inch barrel, which we knew was the upper, to me, it was four inches too long. So we started with a 26 inch barrel and we started cutting down all the way to 16 inches. And at 16 and a half inches with our powder, we we were done burning. And we ran a heavier bullet, figured out exactly where we were at, said, okay, this, this is gonna work. And then the guys at Hornady came out with a 300 PRC. So we tested the the 300 PRC with our proprietary load development, and uh, this is where you come in with the 300 Mountain Shadow. We take that case, and we're the 300 Mountain Shadow with a 21-inch barrel, a 212-grain bullet. Uh, We're at 2925 feet per second out of the muzzle. At a thousand yards, we're still carrying 1853, and 1853 is a, a significant number because 1800 for a lot of bullet manufacturers is the uh, the lowest velocity where the bullet is full performance. We love Nosler Accubond bullets for hunting, uh, and so that that was a big crucial key. Huh. We're, we're just over two tons of energy at the muzzle, and at 1,000 yards, we're still carrying 1,616 pounds of energy. Wow. If you take that with a 6.5 Creedmoor in a 24-inch barrel, 143-grain bullet, it's only got 841 pounds of energy good at 1,000 yards. 1,000? Yeah. And it only has 2,314 at so the muzzle. It, so
2: it's half the energy of what the PRC's doing.
1: Yep. And then you look at the wind drift. If you talk to sheep hunters, there's, there's two huge things that they talk about, wind and angle, uh-huh. right? That's one thing you can't control you, is wind, right? Yeah, you can't control the wind. So we wanted a big, heavy, long bullet because the, the big, heavy BC bullets buck the wind. So our wind drift, we, when you compare us, and you, you guys can't see it on this podcast, but we've got a test comparison table we did on the 10th of uh, January. So, our 21-inch Mountain Shadow versus a 26-inch, 26-inch barrel, 28 Nosler, or a 26-inch barrel, 300 wind Mag, we're like a ballistic twin. So, you say, well, okay, you're a 28 Nosler or a 300 wind Mag. Well, we tested ourselves against a 6.5 Creedmoor, a 7mm Win Mag, the 28 Nosler, the 300 Winchester Mag. And the 6.5 Creedmoor, because those are kind of the benchmarks out there. And I don't think anybody is going to say a 300 wind mag can't kill or a 28 or can't. We, th- those are just absolutely proven, right? Sure. So it, our, our thing was if we could come up with ballistics somewhere between a 7mm seven, um, seven wind mag and a 300 wind mag with this package, this overall length package, we knew we were on to something. So Drew at that point, I was working a lot with Drew, and Drew at that point had already got his patents for his, uh, his uh, barrel to receiver junction. I'll let Drew talk about that in just a second. So that cuts a lot of the high frequency harmonics out. What a lot of guys don't realize is high frequency and heavy bullets, high frequency harmonics and heavy bullets don't go together. So when you walk around the sheep show, there's not a lot of technology in these in these ultralight rifles. And there's a lot of beautiful craftsmanship. They'll take a number two contour bullet, or uh, barrel, and uh, you put on a lathe and mill it down beautifully. And they'll set the flutes back as far as they can. They'll put pressure on it, a pressure point in the stock. Those are all great things until you're on the mountain because it's still a 24, 26 inch barrel. Your overall length of your gun is still 51, 52 inches. You know, these 20, 28 nozzlers are running three-inch muzzle brakes on them, uh, on a 26-inch barrel. Yeah. And so with that, it's like, man, so what do you guys do? They start cheating the stock. And you see some of these rifles around here, I won't say any any names, but there's a lot of work has been put into a stock that would really fit my daughter. And you get into a sheep hunting situation, you don't usually have a bench to shoot off of, right? Yeah, you're on the side of a mountain, you're traversing yeah. up,
2: up and down rocks or shale or, Exactly.
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest things that we looked at is I wanted this thing to to fit and shoot like a big heavy gun, but to feel in weigh light, yeah. right? I wanted this thing to, to fit like a, a gun that you, would, you you could comfortably shoot. If you look at the front of Drew's stock, it's very flat and you see it online, it's very flat. When you put this thing on a bag, that's where you have the bag here. When you put this thing on a, on a backpack or you put it on a rock, it's level. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to find level. It's easy to stay there, yeah. right? And that, that's a just a, a huge thing. The other piece is the way that the recoil goes. I let Drew talk about what he put into a stock, but this is a five-layer hand, hand laid stock. The only modification we did to the stock was in the fill. I'll let Drew talked about the fill. This is the same length of pull as our uh, as our Altera rifle, as our 11-pound rifle. But Drew, through all the state-of-the-art technology and the CNC machining, and, and because we build our own stocks, Drew is Drew builds his own stocks. He's able to come up with some fill things and and some CNC patterns that don't compromise anything but just cut the weight down. We did uh, source a recoil pad out of Italy, normal recoil pads, um, limb saver, PacMars, a lot of guys use which are great pads. We use them on our Alteros. They're 4.1 ounces. Our pad is just under an ounce. Uh, We use a titanium muzzle brake. We did not use a titanium action because most anybody that uses titanium action in extreme conditions, it galls and it has problems. There's all these wonder coatings you put on, but all of a sudden hit your wear points, your coating's off. Now you've got a bigger problem because now you've got a clearance issue and you hit your coating is off, Sure. right? So we knew we couldn't fix that. So we weren't gonna reinvent the wheel. On our Magnum actions, it's a one piece uh, integrated recoil lug. And we bed the rifle individually. Then we pull it out and we skeletonize the recoil lug. On our short actions, we have that option, and we also have an option. Drew built a second action for this rifle. It's a two-piece. It's a pinned recoil, traditional lug, but it's titanium because there's no moving parts there, and you know we're able to save a half an ounce there. Yeah. Um, our triggers, every Mountain Shadow that ships has a, a trigger tech diamond trigger in it. Our initial prototypes didn't, but we were able to a lot of guys said well that triggers two lights so at two pound triggers max you can get out of it so one of the things that was great about what drew was doing is he was using a heavy duty firing pin spring already because that's something you don't want to have a failure right sure and a lot well, of, you're lot done of, at that point yeah and a lot of guys cheat that they'll use a light one so it feels really crisp and soft and sweet smooth and smooth trying to cheat the trigger we said no we went the other way we spent another hundred dollars at manufacturing cost side to go to the best trigger we could possibly find hunting trigger we could possibly find with the Trigger Tech Diamond, put that in. Now, because of our spring weight, we're at two and a half pounds with no creep, less than ten thousandths of creep. I mean, it's it's incredible, and it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of dare we say bulletproof. Wow. So, you know, that that was our goals around the Mountain Shadow. Something that was kind of cool is as we were doing this, all of a sudden cans have gotten super popular, and we really late to the show. It. We didn't put a can on any of these, but if you take our twenty inch six five, which our twenty inch six Mountain Shadow. Uh, it leaves 143 grain bullet leaves the barrel at 2,900 feet a second. 1,775 uh, is the muzzle velocity at 1,000 yards, so it's still basically a thousand okay, yard yeah. gun, right? No, it's and uh, it's got uh, 2,670 pounds of energy at the muzzle. It's got a thousand pounds of energy at uh, at a thousand yards, and the wind drift is only .24. Wind drift on our 300s .22. Uh, the best thing that we tested in this whole test was a 28, 28 nozzler and it had a wind drift of .2 at a 10 mile an hour wind at 400 yards, but again, that's a 26 inch barrel, 3 inch muzzle brake, so yeah. it's not a
0: sheep gun. Yeah, That's an outgun. Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with that. It's an outgun. Yeah. But here's the deal. Why would you carry a heavy gun if you get in half a minute? So one of our gun testers, when we were building the Mountain Shadow, Reed loves big, heavy, long guns. and he was testing guns and we get him out and said oh my god what is this you know and he goes this thing's not going to shoot i said just like just shoot it i don't need your opinion i just need to shoot it send me a target you know send me what, what results you get out of it i couldn't be there that, that day the first five shot group was 0.16 moa wow so then he goes hey i got a good group out of that i go how many rounds you fire he goes five and so how long did it take you to get because that was my group he was right out of the box the first five rounds he put the thing shot that group i said cool so then he went out and shot 944 and he shot 1200 and we were within a quarter moa all the way out to 1200 Jeez. yeah and that was Incredible. a prototype that was a prototype that we were there was no load development there we were actually we were actually shooting loads to to, to do load development so all we did was a baseline load out of it our partners at choice uh, choice ammunition are doing great things we've We really like the ELDX and the AccuBond out of this because of the super heavy weight, you know. But we also shot the 210 burgers out of the 215 burgers. You know, this thing evolved, like we said. We had this thing tuned up with a 300 short mag with a 215 burger doing 2777. It's like it's going to be a great gun. But nobody's going to buy it because it doesn't have a big velocity number. And then, man, this 300, the, the new case that we're using just opens everything up. So to get, you know near 3000 feet a second out of out that's of incredible, a gun yeah. 21 inch barrel
2: is pretty incredible and still to have that energy out to 1000 yards too that's that's what it's about if right? that e- energy it,
1: you cannot there's no replacement you for you can't substitute that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know we we call it substance at a distance man you, there's just you, you got to have it yeah. the the uh, other other cool thing about this and you guys and you can't see it this is a, a full sendero uh, the what the gun you picked up earlier that's a full sendero proof carbon fiber barrel now we are shipping these with sendero if a guy wants a sendero or a light sendero the light sendero is two ounces lighter it doesn't look as good <laughs> because the, the full sendero yeah. 21 inch just looks like yeah. you know it's ready to it's ready to do business yeah. this thing is utilitarian we've tested this. if you look behind it we can see where we tested this thing in the snow we, there we got rex with our action pack full of snow um and drew will talk about the lockup points but that's that's kind of where we're at you know and, and this thing again being able to shoot this this nice thick full size full diameter barrel we shot 15 16 round groups out of them not having any problems i mean just boom 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 whereas you know you shoot a lot of lighter guns you usually get a, it's a two two shot group yeah you know a lot of sheep sure. guns are two shot groups we want you to go out and shoot 15 16 shot groups because guess what one of the things we talked to the the sheep guides is Everybody gets up here and their dream is it's to like get one shot, one kill, and they go nuts and they lose their shit. Yeah. And they said a lot of times if you're mellow, the sheep will kinda of be looking around figuring out what's going on. You know, I said what what happens? You start pulling the trigger a bunch of times. He said a lot of times, man, guys will shoot five, six shots you know, getting getting on these sheep. So Well, nerves and a lot of things take yeah, over at that yeah. point I, too. I I won't say his name, but a good friend of mine that was a long range guru. Uh, killed a huge sheep in the middle fork of idaho uh, about 13 years ago and uh the story goes it took him 13 rounds to kill it, it was 138 yards huh? he killed it though right <laughs> he killed it that's killed all it. that matters is that he
2: killed it it's exactly on his, it's on his wall now yeah
1: but you know if he had a gun that shot one or two shot groups it would have been bad. done deal yeah yep. and the, the other thing is we have tested this we've got it set up with um our ammo partner builds a barnes lrx uh, a Nozzler Accubond, a burger, a uh, couple of different variations of the burger, and then an the ELDX, ELDM. So we, there are both a lot of options. And there's lead free options for guys like you living in California. This is a great Tule Elk rifle, it's yeah. a great you know, California sheep rifle. So sure. I'll let Drew talk about some of the
0: technology of your
1: action and the stock, especially. Yeah.
0: So basically, what we wanted to accomplish from the beginning of this company is we wanted to build a rifle that had benchrest accuracy, but still had field reliability. Yeah. And there's usually a dichotomy between those two. Usually you have to compromise accuracy to get uh, field reliability or vice versa. Right, like one or the other, yeah. So basically we came up with our uh, ATAS system or axial trajectory alignment system, basically making everything perfectly aligned with the bore of the barrel. And then we have our asymmetric receiver design system which basically allows loose tolerances when you're cycling the bolt and very tight tolerances when it's locked up and ready to go, okay? So we basically have ventrest accuracy, but it's very reliable, clearing dirt, mud, and grime in the field. And all that technology is built into all of our rifles. And the Mountain Shadow is just another platform that we use that technology and Uh, to its full potential. Drew, can you talk about the stock
1: and some of the thermal dynamics work you've done on the muzzle brake? A lot of guys don't realize how much work has gone into our titanium
0: muzzle brake. Yeah, so we've built all our own parts. It's all our design. We're not the type of guys that buy an off-the-shelf something and put our name on it. We have been working on this for five years. We've only been selling these things for two years because we had three years of just R&D. Yeah. Um, So we've We actually had our engineers, and we tasked them with coming up with a muzzle brake design that had the least amount of recoil, felt recoil, but also had the least amount of uh, heard noise by the shooter. So we actually ran, uh, we designed these brakes and then ran them through some software that simulated uh, the thermal dynamics and energies and noise. And this is the design that we end up coming up with. Um, it's incorporated that technology is incorporated in all three sides of our brakes. Yeah. So one thing you don't see here,
1: Lucas, is we uh, drew drew up a, a muzzle brake uh, last week. Is a, t- a titanium version of this one that I'm pointing at here. Uh-huh. This big stainless brake. So that that particular gun is a big, you know, that's that's a big 28 nozzle there, 11 pounds right out with a big uh, steiner scope on it but that break we actually are going to cut out of titanium and see how it's got the three windows yeah we can we can do a couple things we can take that to a four window break and put on like a six five creedmoor mountain shadow now you've got a gun to have 20 inch barrel it weighs six pounds uh six pounds four or five ounces scoped right you put a muzzle brake like that on it, and a kid can shoot it, or yeah. anybody's recoil. You can sit themselves. behind it,
0: and you can sit under the scope the whole There's time. like no recoil. This you're particular gun, the Curt Point, that's a three thirty-eight edge. So it's basically a three hundred drum necked up to a 338 with a sh- Ackley shoulder angle. And this thing kicks like a three oh eight. Yeah. It's, wow. It's beautiful.
2: So. And that's key. I mean, when you think about it, on some of these sh- shots you're making at 1,000 yards, if you don't have anyone there, hopefully you got someone there to be under glass with you. But if you're there by yourself and you shoot, you want to be able to sit under that if you can, and watch the impact, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And if Absolutely. you got a kicking mule that smacks up, I mean, and you and you got you know no muzzle break or you know depending on the, the style of the rifle, um, you got to try to find that animal back in the sight glass again. Yep. That can be
0: tough. So yep. one of the ways we counteracted that also is we made the actual stock uh, recoil back into your shoulder. It's not only got a negative comb but the recoil goes into the stock rather than over a, a fulcrum point uh, above the stock okay so you end up having better next target acquisition due to just the stock design
1: and again you know to me it's always been important by getting kids into it and you know if a guy doesn't want to have a specific kid's rifle again you put we, we can take an inch off of of the stock we can drop the the length of pull at one inch it's real easy to, uh, to. we actually have a way of adjusting that, right? And put an inch back into it. But a 6.5 Creedmoor, or even our, our big 6.5, it's, I don't know, I think it's uh, four ounces heavier for our big 6.5. There's no recoil. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, yeah. there's no recoil with it, with no. that brake. But here's the next thing we talked about: these cans. You, now you take a 20-inch or, or a 20-inch 6.5, which will kill you know, pretty much anything in New Zealand. Uh, our big 6.5 will, or you take our big 300 and put that in a 21-inch, put a 6-inch can on it. You're at the same overall length. Your two is less than a 28 nozzle with a 26-inch barrel and three-inch break. You yeah. know, and just getting it. We look at these cases. You'll never get a lot of these cases. You know are. People are cheating the, the hard case. We're pointing at a hard case. These Pelican cases. A lot of guys will cheat the foam out an inch because you, because you don't have enough length in it. Once you get the break and the gun on, a lot of guys are building 28-inch barrels. I firmly believe once people see the technology. Uh, we're gonna be headed towards a, a 21, 22 inch. We're actually doing some testing for some special forces now. Um, wow, that's yeah. cool. They don't want to carry a big heavy gun either. Sure. And, and harmonics is, you start having an X-factor. I mean, you can have two different pieces of steel that leave really differently. It's like longer barrels typically shoot so much differently, you know, per kind of case lot. Yeah.
2: So you guys are releasing this rifle here at this show, and this has been your big launch, because I've seen some of your your social media postings that you guys have been putting out. Um, I mean, so I'm looking at a system here that's completely set up. It's got a rangefinder. it's got matched ammunition, it's got everything out the box, and that's how you guys build these? Correct. Yeah, you, that's, that's can one you option, buy, Can one you buy just the option. rifle with itself and have a guy tune it himself, or, or do you guys
0: typically do the full setup? Uh, we typically do the full setup. But you can buy just the rifle, but it comes with load development. Yeah. Because the Mountain Shadow is built again around the cartridge. It, and just so guys aren't scared, uh,
1: our our ammo loaded from Choice, which is hand loaded ammunition. I mean, it's top of the line. It's top of the line components all the way through. Uh, we're at sixty nine ninety nine for the six and we're at seventy nine ninety nine for the three hundred. We know that is 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 ranging way down. We procured a bunch of components, and we haven't got the cost figure. But our our goal price for that is to be about fifty six dollars a box for both of them, for okay. a box of twenty. And uh, which it, is a good price oh, when you think about
2: at, load development. You're usually paying eighty to ninety bucks or more for a box yeah. of ammunition. Yep,
1: and it, we have two different levels, so you can buy that is tuned uh, across the board. We, we've got a couple rifles. They tested with and came up with one that works extremely well. If you want it hand-tuned, hand-tailored to your exact serial number, we'll do that too. That's a $1,000 package, but the ammo price is the same. But sure. it, and our verification process is, is a little bit different. If you do the full 1,000-yard verification, we shoot it at 100, 100 300, 500, 700, and 1,000. We record all the drop data. You ship us uh, ship uh, Drew your uh, rangefinder or your scope. We'll program all of it in, whether it's binoculars or whatever. We'll program all of it in. We'll pay for freight both ways. But when the gun comes back, you have all you have 40 rounds of ammo it's been broken it's been cleaned it's ready to go hunt and yep. you have your exact drop down out of the box ready it's to out go out of the box yep. and you're getting no you're getting question. a target you know you're getting a target at each of those distance you get to prove targets
2: so that's cool yep wow amazing now i mean you do walk around these shows and you do see a lot of long-range manufacturers i mean you're seeing more and more every year um, but it's been interesting watching your guys' growth and what you guys have been doing and and uh it's very cutting-edge stuff you know and i think a lot of it is behind the technology the engineering uh, behind these i mean to take a seven pound rifle out the box and to be able to shoot it scoped scoped loaded. seven pounds and loaded ready to go yeah. That's incredible that we're at that point, right? I mean, I remember when you were trying to break 10 pounds, right, and then you got yeah. to 8 pounds, and it, it's just incredible what these guns are doing. They're lighter, they're faster. I mean, they're doing everything that yeah. they're designed to do. It's just you're looking at all these little, like you say, you know, CNC this, laid this, and you're taking out, you know, a, you know, a gram here, a couple grams here, yeah. an ounce here, an ounce there, and that, that adds up over time.
1: We st- we took a brand new, I won't say the name, we took a brand new uh, what is kind of the benchmark production rifle, um, it's on a mountain, and you ascend up it to get one. Oh, but okay. <laughs> we, we took a we took a brand new one, and took a, because that is a benchmark. Yeah, it, it, it that, is an awesome all, benchmark. We'll took off rifle, right? And took every single part of it apart and weighed it. And I thought Drew was going to go nuts. And then next thing I know, Drew's like getting another scout. We're weighing this, we're weighing that, we're weighing this, and then comparing parts and pulling that off. And Drew's writing stuff down, and I'm writing stuff down. I was, like, hold on, we could, instead of this we could do this, instead of this we could do this. Sure. Because when I first told Drew the to weight, he's like, "There's no way I can get there." I mean, that was, he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, why why would you ever want to talk to me? Like, I cannot get there. Yeah. How about how do we get there? How do we figure this out? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What but you guys he obviously was, done, he I was
0: psycho. We didn't <laughs> want to sacrifice any he, of our technology so, yeah. and cut anything out of the receiver or build a gun that wasn't shootable. So yeah. that was a
1: big thing. I looked at Drew at first. I said, Drew, a lot of guys are milling around the receiver, thinning it up. And he's like, no.
0: That's not he, what we do. No. He goes, yeah. he goes,
1: I've got two places on the receiver. I could do it, not sacrifice anything. But if we can get there without it. There's another two ounces in this gun that could come out of it tomorrow. We know right where it's at. No, it sacrifice anything, Yeah. but it's too far for Drew. Sure. Because <laughs> we, we don't need to get
2: there. We just don't yeah. feel it's... Well, you're setting a benchmark now. I mean, like say yeah. with a seven pound rifle, so yeah. ready to go out the box. It's and incredible. this guy could
1: take this action. I, I, I challenge anybody, go look at anybody's lightweight rifles, look at what action they are they've generally milled down some action sure if you took the action out of this rifle and put it in the altera or put it in the arid which is the heaviest rifle drew builds or the new um atac 1760 which would be the first rifle ever they hit production shot at and verified and it comes with the ammo for a mile it's a mile project it's the same action it's the sure. same weight they're interchangeable the bolts are interchangeable there's no different so. wow
2: very cool well, awesome guys it's cool to see what you guys have been doing it's good to see new technology it's it's good to see innovation i mean that's clearly something you guys are, are pushing and i mean it's it is it's competition every time you yep. turn around there's someone else that's got a new i, I say a mousetrap but you know it, it's a new it's a lighter right it's faster right? Yeah. i i'm an archery guy so when i look at bows every year you know how can you get one lighter axle to axle you know you know 24, 26, 28 inches and then how do you make them faster? Yeah. And that's what they're doing every year with these bows is they're making them faster and lighter. So it's incredible.
1: He shoots better groups than a hunter with a bow than most guys shooting a rifle. It's pretty <laughs> it's pretty insane. I gotta give you credit for that. Uh, you know, one other thing I'll say, um, being in the business community in Boise, in my, my real job that I am, a lot of folks are just buying parts and they're putting part and it doesn't create any new jobs or they're, they're manufactured. they're just buying an action from this guy you know a stock from this guy which is fine there's nothing wrong with that everybody gets started somewhere but the fact that drew is organically creating jobs in boise idaho Absolutely. means so much to me and yeah. my family in that community you yeah. know and they're they're high paying you know they're, they're high paying jobs are engineer jobs or manufacturing jobs carbon fiber. i mean if you look at our stocks we don't have a stock here at this show that's wrapped or painted there's no sponge paint can we? Can it be done? Can Axial do that? Can Drew? do Absolutely can. Yeah. But I looked. At, I said, Drew, you have the hood of a Ferrari sitting here. Show that thing off. That that's the sexiest carbon fiber that I've seen. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
2: they are pretty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You walk by, it definitely catches your eye when yeah. you walk by.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Lewis, you For having us, we we'll love always way.
2: great, always great having thank and catching up with you guys. guys. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, well, I'm excited to see where this goes next year. And obviously, I'm sure you guys got some things down the pike coming. And uh, yeah, we'll just have to. Catch up another time, and and uh, uh, we'll be talking about that for something
1: new for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Next
2: year, we're talking about the six-pound rifle.
1: Yeah, Uh, right now Drew's getting ready to move into his facility, what tripled your size? Five times. Five times the size. That's awesome. And to I'm be to put in a retail center in the front of that. Well, point. to be U.S. made,
2: started, and giving jobs to to people that need them in the states. That's what it's all about. Yeah, keep, right. it like it local, back. keep it local. Absolutely. Yep. All, right. all right, guys. Thank you, Lucas. Sheep Thanks. Show 2019. Checking out axial precision. Thanks, guys. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast in addition under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel please leave a review and a 5 star rating these reviews help boost our popularity and outreach you can also follow us on our social media outlets Twitter at RNA Outdoors Facebook RNA Outdoors and Instagram Rod and Arrow Outdoors all links are in the show notes as well